Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about one thing. Uh, it is a comment that came in from Discord, and that is going to be the sole focus of this episode. We're not even going to do our sick check uh, because I'm fairly certain that we're all good. Ben is here. Ben is with us. Uh, and hey, we're, I mean, it's not sick, but what I did do today, though, is I sliced my fa- I was cutting vegetables. Knife is sharp. Oh, oh. went right through an, a nail, which is a very terrible oh. feeling. And it goes right, to, right through the skin, right on my thumb. Could have been way worse. But yeah, a good slice of nail <laughs> just gone. It's a horrible feeling. Uh, not Every sick, time I use a mandolin, I have the same fear. And it, <laughs> nah. uh, when uh, I peel potatoes, to I why I learned knife skills. Of like just, just shaving off a piece of knuckle. Oh, I hate that. Anyway, losing a knuckle. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. But uh, yeah, we are going to be focusing on a comment that came out on Discord. And that's going to be the focus. I don't know if we're going to run our full 30 minutes. It might be longer, it might be shorter, but we just wanted to be here and, and and chat about this because this is what this this community of dads is for okay here's a comment i really feel like i've thrown my life away by having a baby our five-week newborn is often unsettled especially at night is really disrupting my wife and i i now live in a constant state of anxiety and stress anticipating our baby's next unsettled period and the toll it will take on us my wife is exclusively breastfeeding and at nights i sleep in a separate room so i feel guilty of that burden uh of of care is left to her his wife right uh but also Mm -hmm. but also relief that i can escape from the baby even so i wake up every night around 3 a.m with nausea in my stomach and rarely fall back asleep the days seem bleak my wife has been rock solid, but even now she can sense unease and uh, is herself questioning how committed I am to her and the baby. I want to break free from feeling this way. I don't know how. Uh, I'm already speaking to a counselor. I've signed up on local CBT as well. Doesn't feel like can, it's helping. Cognitive behavioral therapy for yep. those of you. Yep. Thank you for that. Uh, and he says, but it doesn't feel like it's helping. Has anyone been through anything similar? or any advice on what to do. So guys, we talk about as dads, you know, you know, it's hard, but it's fun. And there's a bright side. And, you know, uh, but the, you know, the reality is in some cases, it is not easy. It's not a cakewalk. You know, babies don't, you know, aren't uh, a way to solve a marriage. You know, it's Mm -hmm. hard. It's hard. And it is not uncommon for people to straight up say, like, I regret having a baby. This was a bad decision, right? Or if it wasn't a decision, it was unplanned. This was bad. You know, I just, this is yep. not fun. This is not, this is not a good experience. Okay. So I, <clears throat> oh, sorry. So I, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Uh, I said, I do want to point out that this came in on our Discord. Uh, it took less than 15 minutes for another member of our community to reach out to this person and respond and say, I'm there. Here's some advice. Here's some, like, let me know if you need anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and this all happened at three in the morning, one morning when most of us were asleep. So it, for those of you who are like, is this discord worth it? Is a thing that we're real. There are people here willing to help and support all dads at almost all times of day. Um, so yeah, and, and, and it, it didn't just stamps. go into the ether, right? Yeah, it is time stamped <clears throat> at 3.44 a.m. I don't think that this person is exaggerating when they say that they wake up every night around 3 a.m. with nausea in my stomach and I rarely mm-hmm. fall back asleep. Like, I think this is a real, you know, this is tough. Uh, so I wanted to 
open the floor here to all of us. Uh, and I'll lead off by just saying uh, I am very empathetic to this because in the midst of me at doing content for Dadverb, right, where I'm reviewing gear, I'm talking about how great this is, there were often times where I felt like an absolute hypocrite because I felt this exact same way, right? Mm. And, and, I, and I quite often felt like I was talking about being a dad and, and, and all that on YouTube more than I was actually being one, right? When deep down, I craved an escape because this shit's hard. Oh, sorry. We don't really curse on this channel. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, I mean, on this podcast, but this I- This shit is hard. Yeah. I, but <laughs> I, honestly, that, that's just the and way it's the best soft, way to put it. And it's soft and it's runny and it's brown and it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And and I'll tell you, uh, and we always say, it, man, the, he said he's on week five. That's mm-hmm. the first three months, first four months, man. It is a grind. It is a physical toll. There's just no sleep. There's no solution. The like, why does my baby have colic? What is it? Gas? Like, what is? I spent six months with a baby monitor, a video baby monitor at my headboard, playing the audio all night long. That kid Mm -hmm. coughed. They screamed. Whatever. I woke up. It drove my wife nuts. But it's the only way I made it through that anxiety and got any type of sleep. Right. For that I, first period. So like you are not alone. We have all gone through this. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, I even said this on the discord, right? It's still to this day. I have a two year old and a almost one year old. There are times when I'm afraid to open their bedroom door after a nap because I don't know what I'm going to find. Yeah. D- did they mm-hmm. roll over and suffocate on a teddy bear in the middle of the night? Did she choke on a quarter tablespoon of juice because we left a cup in her bed? Like, it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, it won't. Right, but it, it's just there. It's it's a constant state of anxiety that it exists, and you have yeah. to figure out how to cope with it. Right? Um, yeah. And it's I, easy I for I mean, us to like have a the big picture because we, you know, mm-hmm. we're kind of out of it. Right. You yeah. Know, we we are able to get through those early months. Get to month six. And and yep. you know there is that that light at the end of the tunnel where it's like okay you will snap into a routine. This is a big mm-hmm. this is a big shift, especially when it's it was a just huge you and wife. change. Yeah, mm-hmm. huge change. It's a huge change, and and your time is and this again this has always been the, my biggest struggle. Your time is doesn't revolve around you and your wife anymore. We can't just pick up and go to San Francisco whenever you want. Mm-hmm. We can just do whatever mm-hmm. or just like I'm gonna stay up. Stay in late. Go then, out to eat whenever you want anymore. Yeah, like going yeah. to like a movie's McDonald's a is an event. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, but that, sure. that it's 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 sad, but like that is the reality. Sure. And your time no longer revolves around you; it revolves around your baby and your baby's nap schedule and your baby's switching hour. And that's a very mm-hmm. hard mode to shift to, right? You will get into that routine. You will eventually like find what clicks for you, your wife, and for baby. And it's like this, this, this rhythm that you will get into, but I, I, I don't want to focus on the macro. Like it'll get better. Okay. I want to go crawl in the hole right. and go back to that time. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about not even like, it doesn't have to even be a solve. Sure. If we have strategies mm-hmm. to kind of like get through it, we can talk about that. But there are a lot of different things here that he mentioned um, that just sucks. It aches. Okay. Well, yep. And when we say when we say you're not alone, this is one in ten. So one in yeah. ten men that have children will experience 
either postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. Yes. Like, or a combination of the two. Right. Um, it's just a reality of having kids. And unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of us see this, you know, we were talking a little bit before um, the episode. There are mental health screenings that happen at the pediatrician's office, but generally it's, you know, it might be mom taking the kids to the pediatrician's office or filling out the survey. And those questionnaires are usually geared towards mom, right? Very few. And I actually, and, and I love our pediatrician. She's amazing. I don't think at any point after we had our first kid or even our second was I asked by any medical professional if I was experiencing anxiety, depression, any sort of mm. difficult thoughts, difficulty sleeping, anything like that. Mm. My wife was at every been. single, yeah, at every single appointment. They're like, Hey, how are you yeah. doing? Are you doing okay? Which I'm, I'm grateful for. I'm glad they did. I think it's really important. Yeah. But as a dad who shows up to every appointment, that becomes challenging <laughs> to, um, yeah. to not have anyone ask how you are. Right. And, and right. you kind of feel, I know uh, when I was experiencing, you know, some anxiety, like some postpartum depression, because it is such a massive change in your life. You're not sleeping. You're again, like Andrew said, your life and your time are not your own anymore. You're adjusting to a new schedule. You're adjusting to this new sort of like you don't have your partner's attention who you might have been in a relationship for a long time before you had a kid. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you might experience, I, I know, I think I did. I don't, like to admit it, but I think I experienced like a little bit of jealousy towards the baby too. I did. Because like oh, did. now all of yeah. yeah, now all of a sudden it's like my wife isn't my wife anymore. Yeah. She's a mother yeah. and my wife. And so you're going She's through a that mother and it, first. Right. Right. And, right. Second. and that identity and then you start shift feeling, is such a hard yeah. Right. And yeah. then you start feeling like, well now, you know, I'm jealous of, you know, an infant. Well, now I feel terrible because this infant's totally innocent. They right. have nothing to do with this. Like this is now all my own stuff and you're confronting all of your own personal issues. Uh -huh. And what this tends to dredge up, at least it did in me, is all of the 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 doubts, the fears, the anxieties, the the am I enough? Am I doing well enough? Why right. can't I be better? All of that starts to come up and it feels like there's not an outlet. Yeah. There's no right. way to get that out because getting it out means dumping it on your partner, means dumping it on someone else who's already doing so much work and and right. possibly struggling with their own stuff. Mm -hmm. So I uh, I think so if if I were to reread that and break it down line by line, I want to go to to his second sentence in this line. Right. Our five week old newborn is unsettled, especially at night. It's really disrupting my wife and I. Okay. Yep. So that's that first thing. That right that's that that that's sleep. That's sleep lack of deprivation. Sleep. And that that just makes you go crazy, dude. Yep. And you know, as we you know, a lack of sleep that has big ramifications in your mental state and it can wear you down, obviously. I think one of my biggest frustrations when I was especially early on, well, actually any sort of point where I'm frustrated, I feel like I, because I'm a, I'm a problem solver. Like, there's this, always a solution to this, right? Baby's not sleeping. Like, yeah. what's the solve? Like, I gotta, I gotta right. solve that. How do right? we fix it? Yeah, exactly. And I think yep. uh, one issue is that I, like, there, there's 
knowledge is power is, is, is the biggest thing is, is a big truth because I felt like I was powerless because I didn't have the knowledge to address the situation I'm trying to fix that I say, fix. Right. sorry, I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, and because I just like, I didn't know what to do that really frustrated me, me, uh, even more. And I just felt like I kept spiraling, mm-hmm. but for, I, I think one step, if, if this is, you know, if we're trying to you know, just toss out tips out there, reading just about sleep habits and understanding that like you're definitely not alone but um mm-hmm. baby sleep doctor uh on instagram right. uh, like hearing just tips and understanding sure they might not be a solve but at least you understand why your baby is the way that they are that alone right. that knowledge alone can help you potentially like ah trigger something or like okay at least i understand and it can like settle with you a little bit right. mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's a solve, but like that little bit of knowledge as opposed to just constantly living in a state of like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Why won't right. you shut up? You know, like that can drive you mad. You don't sleep. They yeah. don't sleep. It's just like it's tough. So knowledge, reading a little bit, diving in uh, is is one thing uh, on that first topic, just the sleep deprivation. I mean, do you guys have any? I mean, you definitely have experiences with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. ours was very much things. So my kids all slept very well, very early. Um, but we did a lot of things to make sure they were as comfortable as possible, right? We had space heaters from the very beginning. Their rooms were always 74, 75 degrees. Um, swaddles, I went through four or five different swaddles trying to find the mm. right swaddle, right? The heartbeat lullaby thing, Um we at the, with my first daughter, we were still trying to breastfeed and trying to do formula and giving my wife that opportunity to take a break while we did formula. Um, and I like we, we're going to get to it in a couple sentences here, but I I think this individual is definitely not feeling. It, it seems like they're feeling detached from their own child because they're mm-hmm. not getting that that feeding bonding time. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep. I yep. think That's there's definitely. a big portion of that where we I had done a ton of research and had some more of that knowledge. And I knew that, like, feeding your child was important for alleviating some of that anxiety and feeling connected mm-hmm. to the pregnancy. And so yeah. right, that would be one of my first things is, look, even if your kid is screaming at the top of their lungs in your chair, holding them and just physically being connected is going to help mm-hmm. you even if you can't settle them down because looking on and having that stress is is going to be worse right yeah. um and so there again back to andrew's point knowing that there are steps you can take even if they're unsuccessful that make you feel like you're doing something to alleviate the problem inevitably you will find something that seems to start to work and you can build on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And, uh, and like, it is like a little bit random, but like turn off social media, like forget what, like right. what everyone else right. is telling you to do. And the Especially way us. like this, works, like, <laughs> I know, right. Don't listen to us. No, but like, I feel like sometimes like social media, especially like it can set this expectation of like what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to achieve at this milestone, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, how come all other babies are better than mine? You know, that that, you know, if 
I don't know if this that I was never mentioned here, but if there is yeah. any of that, uh, oh. comparison is a thief of joy. Like, no, there are there there are, are not, your baby is not the worst. Okay, it, <laughs> just it took just know me, that uh, you have to be very conscious of not getting caught in the Instagram baby mom parent mm-hmm. do better spiral of death. Yeah, because. I, it's very easy to get caught up in there and to think that you are just the worst painter ever because you're not doing blip, 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 blip. And yeah, yep. I, and I and physically I, maybe, had to shut my wife's off. I'm like, you, babe, you can't look at this stuff. Like, yeah, my wife, I, I, maybe, maybe that's not a problem here, but it's just something to know because it was a problem for me because I was mm-hmm. in it, right. I'm like, right. Mm-hmm. I, that's like the sphere that I would like created content in. So I like mm-hmm. had that just all in my face all the time and I hated it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. And it's just, I don't know. Anyway, I just moving on right now. He says, I live, I now live in a constant state of anxiety and stress, anticipating our baby's next unsettled period and the toll it's going to take on us. Okay. So pause there. You know, check, check and check. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not, you know, I, it, 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 if it's postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, like that, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, if it is, it is yep. like, I, it, right. I mean, it, it don't like, I don't have that. Only women have. That. I don't have that. I'm just like I'm. Just, mm-hmm. I'm just. It's just kind of sucks, you know. Like, no, you might, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess we'll talk about it toward the end there because it seems like they've kind of come to terms with that and they're seeking the right help, which is good. Right. I mean, that, that, so, um, but uh, I felt the same thing, especially um, in the early weeks too, because it's like there was a there's a beep that our monitor would emit, and to this day, it's like a it's like a trigger like in my head oh, where mm-hmm. I get like super anxious and I hate it. It, it, it was a sound monitor. It's a VTEC DM uh, two, two, two That's the exact monitor. And if you know it, uh, we, 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 we put on silence mode and it chimes whenever baby cries and it would go. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it still does it, but it's weird because like if there's any sort of faint sound, it's kind of, it's like eight years old. It's like kind of on his last legs, but it still makes a sound. And, mm. you know, our baby's not crying, but I hear it and I get anxiety because of all the of all mm-hmm. the nights in the past where it was just like, it's just like, oh, my gosh, the sound just went off. We just put the baby in there. Like, I thought it was good. Like, we, we snuck out. We did everything. What happened? Mm. What happened now? It just it was just like oh, those early months, man. It was it was not hard. And I I also felt that, like. It was not easy. He meant it was not easy. He said not hard, but (laughs) I'm getting all especially here, but especially with your first, like it's especially with the first, I I feel like with the first there, I had so much more anxiety with our first kid because you, they sent it. And I joke about this, but this is like the reality of it. Right. So you go in the hospital, you have your kid, wherever you have your child. And then a couple of days later, they send you home with a human being and no instructions yeah, other than hey, see you in, you know, you have your appointment scheduled for a week. Yeah. You'll see the pediatrician. Hopefully you picked one out. Right. And good luck. Yeah. Like yep. there, there's no instruction manual. There's no, how do you keep this thing alive? And all of a sudden you are now responsible for the life and well-being of another human being that cannot do anything for itself it's blind it can't change itself yeah it has no idea what's going on in the world it's scared constantly and you are its only source of comfort and that is a tremendous weight to carry 
Mm -hmm. And I think everything, all your decisions feel like they carry a lot more weight. All your, your choices, (laughs) what am I doing? Everything feels like it's a bigger deal because by the time you, you know, if you have a second one, by the time you get to the second one, you realize, well, I've kept the first one alive and it's been okay. And we didn't do everything perfectly. So we don't really need to do everything perfectly for the second and they'll be okay too. But it takes going through that first period of like, we screwed up a bunch of stuff and our kids still turned out okay Mm -hmm. to get to okay, we can relax a little bit more and let things go a little bit more. And it doesn't have to be perfect in order for them to be healthy and, and, you know, developmentally fine. Mm -hmm. All right. I I mean, heck, even the, do you know how to strap a car seat into a car? Mm -hmm. Like first, I mean, we had to be escorted to our car by a CNA before we could even take the kid home so that they could make sure that we had the proper car seat strapped in transportation. Like, Mm. and we did not have that. That was just a weird (laughs) piece of anxiety. Like, who are you random stranger to tell me I didn't do this right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Huh? Like you're letting me leave with a human, but you're worried about the piece of plastic in the seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, (sighs) I, I'm curious. I'm I'm curious your take on this next part, guys. So my wife is exclusively breastfeeding at nights. I sleep in a separate room, so I feel guilty from the uh, from that burden uh, mm-hmm. that the burden is of the, the care is left to her. Okay, but I also feel relieved that I can escape from the baby. This is I'm I'm real I'm or I'm curious about your thoughts here. So it seems like there was a mutual agreement that you know you're breastfeeding. I, that's not something that I'm capable of doing. Uh, mm-hmm. that's just kind of what you do and, and I'm sleeping in a different room. Okay. I, I, I get that. All right. There's no judgment, whatever, but there's the guilt, right? Because yep. guilt, stress that comes from giving a shit. It means you care, right? And you don't feel like mm-hmm. you're, you're doing enough. You don't feel like you're adequate enough. Right. So I, yeah, I, this is a hard one to, to address because there are a lot of different like levels here because like, yeah, you guys made a decision to not like breastfeed. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, to exclusively breastfeed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, he doesn't say that, though. He says, my wife is exclusively breastfeeding mm-hmm. at night, right? Oh, and, so, and, oh, and at night, I sleep in a separate room, yeah. so I feel guilty of the burden of care that is left to her. Right. As we said. And I think if, if we were in the same room, my advice would be, go sleep in the same room as your wife. Mm-hmm. You're You're going to feel a lot less guilty about being separated from that burden of care. Because you're next to her, and when she wakes up, you'll wake up. And mm-hmm. even if she says, it's okay, go back to sleep, then you've gotten effectively permission to mm-hmm. let go of that burden of care. Whereas being in a separate room, it, I think that's causing a lot of harm here for this individual because it, they're just feeling guilty by being away, even though yeah. they're getting that temporary satisfaction of being relieved that they don't have to be stressed for a moment i think the guilt is causing them more than the anxiety of getting woken Mm up would be like just right two minute Mm -hmm. pocket psychology i i think that's one thing that you can almost easily change now and it would it would just make you feel better even if it made you more exhausted yeah and i i I will say i think it is my wife exclusively exclusively breastfed our first almost up until a year 
right? And our and to I've talked about this, I think, on the podcast before. Like our son didn't sleep through the night for the first year of his life. So for an entire year, we did not sleep all the way through the night. It just he wasn't a great sleeper, great in all other aspects, but he just didn't sleep well. He wouldn't settle for more than a couple hours. He'd wake up, he'd need to feed or be comforted or whatever it was. So we were always waking up for an entire year. That that's a grind. Like that that's tough to be able to 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 go through that. But for me as I don't know if it's how I was raised or or just my feelings as a male, like as a man, I feel like I need a job to do. I need to feel yeah. that I am useful mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. And when I felt like I was struggling the most is when my wife was exclusively breastfeeding because I didn't feel like I was useful. There wasn't yeah, a lot right. I could do, right? The baby wakes up, she's going to feed him. But at least with our first he, because she had a C-section, he slept on my side of the bed. So I put the bassinet on my side because my job at the very least could be he stirs and wakes up. I get up, change him, make sure he's clean and ready, hand him off to mom for him to nurse. When she's done, she hands him back to me. I get him settled back in his bassinet. We all go back to sleep. Now with our second, you know, much different story. I just I was much better at sleeping through stuff at that point. Uh, so it's just, I just didn't, I didn't, I was like dead to the world. I just didn't you deal move. with it. Yeah. But I will say there were times, and I think this is really important where, you know, if your wife is exclusively breastfeeding, you don't get a lot of time to bond with your child. And so taking every opportunity you can, whether it's changing a diaper or getting them ready or prepping equipment for mom to pump or whatever it is. And then even in the middle of the night, if she was waking up at two or three in the morning to breastfeed, the, the, the ability to be there and just roll over and put my hand on my daughter's back while she was feeding or, you know, put my hand on my wife's shoulder, even if it was just me falling back asleep, but that physical connection to them bonding, right helped me feel included in what they were doing, even mm-hmm. though I'm, I'm really not doing anything. I'm just laying there, yeah. but to be able to like, just rub my daughter's head or, you know, hold her feet or hold my wife's hand or something at two or three in the morning when they're having that moment was it added my, it added to my feeling like I wasn't excluded and like I was still contributing something, even if it was small. Yeah. I, um, it's, yeah, I, I got like a, a lot of random thoughts in my head that I want to like say, I don't know how to, it's just going to be a, a brief moment of word vomit here. But I, um, on the note of like social media and stuff like that, one thing that I always was inundated with were all these moms who were like, you know, mom, girl power, we're doing everything. My <laughs> husband didn't do anything. And dude, he, he, he don't lift a finger. Right. And yeah. I, I, that, I, I mean, just being in the content creator sphere of like the dad sphere, I, w- I just saw so much of that being fed to me. And I, mm-hmm. I like made it a point, a mission to like, I'm not going to be that, you know, I'm going yeah. above like it to, and I see so many comments of just like, what, like, where are the husbands who do that? Like that's, uh, right. or, or like your husband did that nice thing. Like how comes like, <laughs> I don't know who you're married to. That person sucks. Cause that's not me. And that's not, anyone in the dad verb community like we care 
we're in it right and i always try to like make a point of it now it's not that i loved every minute of it but i was like i always want to i wanted to like be there though to like actually do it and that that was the thing that always like drove me in my head you Uh, had a job to do yeah right and i just took it upon myself to that's the thing but like some guys are just oblivious you're just like i don't care i'm just you figure it out you take care of i'm I'm gonna walk out you know i just one of my that's just not been me or us you know one of my wife's aunts was absolutely amazed that when we went to visit her house i changed all the diapers so that my wife could socialize with her aunt because all three of her son-in-laws she's never seen them change a diper and they have six-year-olds yeah i think and and she's like they don't do it their wives do it and i'm like how yeah, it that is twenty twenty. Like, I can't. Yeah. I have no appetite for that. I cannot stand yeah. that. I, that's just bugs the hell out of me. I don't but like. But that's the reality, though. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. True. I mean that that exists in 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 more places than I'd like, than we'd like to admit. But that's. I don't know. That's just anyway. Uh, but um, you know, I don't know if this. You know, for for this person, uh, if there's a conversation like, okay, we're exclusively breastfeeding here, but I don't know if you know if there you can open up this conversation of like can we supplement with formula can we you know have some sort of pumping so we can have the stock of of milk so that maybe you know i can take some of that burden off and i can you know have that closeness um you know that might be helpful but then on the other hand you know there's i'm reading things in here that are saying like you know it's an escape i don't have to worry about it and i and i kind of like need that time to myself you know um, so I, I, for me, you know, I'm, we, we had a lot of different approaches through th- three kids. One of the most, uh, I would say, um, uh, the more uh, favorable things for us was just, we took it in shifts, right? We had mm-hmm. like, you know, a, that's what we did uh, for both kids, you know, like a 11 AM to 3 AM kind of like, this is my, this is my time is my responsibility. Anytime baby gets up there, I got this, you know, and then, uh, and then, you know, the latter block is, is yours, you know, so that we, we divvy yep. it up, uh, equally, um, or, and I think there was one time though where it was like, we got up every other. So like baby cried, I got it. Next one, yours. I got it. You know, so, um, because you know, if baby cried very often early in the night and not in the second half of the night, you know, it can be a little bit lopsided in the labor. So, mm-hmm. um, that was an approach. I don't know if that's something that, uh, this person might want to, you know, consider it, but I mean, what works for me is not always going to work for you, but it is something to consider if you still want to be involved yet still uh, and, and not and kind of have that guilt alleviated of like, you know, right. I'm doing enough, um, but still feel like, you know, there's some semblance of control there because, you know, I mean, it's a, a division of labor. One of the things that came up for me for the exclusively breastfeeding and, and Ben can speak to this because they did it right is that doesn't mean you can't supplement formula. Yeah. As long as your child is not allergic and you've done the proper testing to make sure they're not, there will be no damage. Right. The feeding thing. Yeah. That just becomes such a a religious political, like, you know, Mm -hmm. topic, you know, and it's like, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't get like to just, just know that our thoughts on that are, we're pretty like, we, we don't think formula is evil and going to kill your kid, you know, is, is, is kind of where we're at. But I don't know. That's yeah, that's a conversation that you have. But I, over to move on, though, um, uh, I wake up every night around 3 a.m. Uh, we, we, we talked about that uh, 3 a.m. with nausea in my stomach, really fall back asleep. That's due to that that stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, the days it's anxiety. Seem, yeah, exactly. The days seem bleak. My wife has been rock solid, but even now she can sense unease and is herself questioning how committed I am to her and the baby. 
Okay. I want to break free from this feeling. Um, uh, but I don't know how. So right there, just, just off of that, mm. to me, it sounds like wife might be struggling, but is, is in a, is in a decent place, not mm-hmm. in the same exact place of, uh, basically, you know, I feel like it threw my life away because, uh, because baby's right. here now. Right. So it's more kind of me, husband, I'm struggling with this more. Uh, whereas if it was like both are feeling like this and you know, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a whole nother thing. seems like he's, he's the one hearing that though, the day seemed bleak. My wife's been rock solid, uh, but can sense that, 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 that tension, that pulling away, that anxiety, Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you guys are hearing that, what are you guys thinking? Because he goes on to say that he is seeking help, but doesn't feel like it's helping yet. I, I, I you know, seeking help and, and acknowledging that is good. I don't know if mm-hmm. have you only just been to one, maybe two sessions, or right. you know, I don't know because this isn't th- something that can just be like fixed, you know, right. in, in one yeah. shot. And your baby's only five weeks, so if you're seeking help, I would assume that you haven't, you know, you've only been doing this for a week or two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's something that takes time. Oh. And yeah. I think when people think of therapy too, or any type of therapy, I think they generally can go into it with the wrong idea of that yeah. you're you're fixing something. Right. 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 Generally what it is is giving you the tools to cope with the world or your situation or whatever it is. It's <laughs> it's giving you the tools oh to deal with the situation that you're in, not necessarily fix the situation, make it any better, but give you a way to manage it. Um, Whether that's through, you know, managing your emotions, managing your, I don't know, like whatever the case may be. Um, But it's finding a way to manage your current situation versus, Hey, here's the reason you're upset. Let's go ahead and fix that. And then everything's fine. Like it is an ongoing amount of work uh, and commitment and and that that can be challenging i think for a lot of people to to understand especially in the early days yeah and and the root of this is is you know it's a newborn it's a baby Mm -hmm. that is going to continue to get older and their habits are going to change and things are going to you know some parts are going to get easier and then other parts are going to get harder you know and so it's it's uh it's uh the stage of life that's constantly morphing um and you yourself dealing with, um, you know, the physical mental toll, some parts of that will start to feel easier. Some parts of it might, will start to feel harder. Right. But it's constantly evolving and changing. So, you know, the approach to therapy isn't like, it's not like a magic pill where you go one, mm-hmm. two sessions. You're like, I got this. It's good. You know, it's like to Ben's point, it's giving you the tools to adjust to an ever changing world. Right. And it's something that needs, repetition you know I mean, it's not just a one and done thing and but i'm not saying i'm not saying that this person did like a one and done thing um but no but i can't imagine that they've been at this long already on what i would say is the right path right they've they identified are, the yes. problem they're seeking help i mean purely by coming to the discord and saying hey who else is going through this i need i need advice right mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're aware that there's a problem that right for, there, lack, for lack of a better term, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know something isn't right. How do I fix it? Who can I look at for advice? Does it, does it auto thumbs up or did one of you guys just do that? I think you did it like this. 
Yeah, I um, see. There we go. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> That's weird. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Our cameras are thumbs upping us for those of you on the audio because I held my thumb up. Um, <laughs> I I think this person's already going down that that healthy solution, finding options to alleviate some of this pressure, mm-hmm. right? Um, what method is going to work for you is completely unique to your situation, right? Mm-hmm. It might be weightlifting. It might be running. It might be reading a book. It might be taking a bath. It might be uh, shooting arrows in your backyard at stuffed animals. I don't know, right, mm-hmm. what your stress relief, anxiety mm-hmm. relieving thing is going to be. But the fact that you're even looking for it means you're doing this as healthily as you can. and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hopefully this has garnered you at least a few, oh, I could try that. Oh, maybe that'll work. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and that's all any of us can really hope for. I mean, mm-hmm. heck, yeah. it, I think the, the problem where when you start to think there is no way out, that's when you really need to go and go, okay, I have to get through this. I need to go see somebody. Right. And right. reach out. I mean, I, as I told, keep telling people on the Discord, and I don't know if I've ever said it on here, but I'm on the Discord. I get notifications. Everybody on the server can message me privately or community, and and I respond within 24 hours at the most on 99% of this stuff. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling like this individual, hit me up. I'll respond. I will not have all the answers, but I'll at least talk to you. Yeah. I mean, that's the honest truth, though. We're not always going to have the answers, answers to all this stuff, but, like, at least we're here, you know, and yep. you are in the right spot. And um, you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, five weeks in, I, I'm i not trying, you know. Good week. I'll, good work you did in a month. Like, yeah, you went a month. Yeah. Month I'm, two on the way. Here we I'll go. I'll be honest with you. It's you hard. got another, you know, month two, month three. It's, it, it's still going to be a little rough and tumble, man. It, yep. Honestly. It's hard. Yeah. Those first, especially those first two months, it's, it's hard. You yeah. are going to look back on it and realize how much you have grown as not only a man but a father and an adult, and go, "I didn't know I could do that." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's, I can change a diaper in thirteen seconds, right? Like skill unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts before we kind of like close things out here? If you if you had any final messages. Uh, Ben, if you have anything, if not, uh, we'll go Andrew and then and I'll, I'll close things out. Ben? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think, you know, having this conversation puts people on the right path. Um, I think a lot of a lot of men, unfortunately, see talking about their emotions, their situation, their, you know, feeling of instability as weakness. And in my mind, it is one of the strongest things you can do is to admit that like, Hey, I don't have this together. How do I, how do I get to where I want to be? You're you're recognizing something isn't right. I want to be better. You're, you're moving towards growth or change, but there's not a clear pathway to get there. And the only real way to get there is through communities like this, where you're talking to either other people who have been there and can mentor you, help guide you through what's worked for them that may or may not work for you. And then secondarily, you know, if it becomes something that, that 
does require professional help going and seeking that help and realizing that that is one of the best pathways forward um, because they will have all kinds of tools to equip you with to be able to handle situations that you may not have been given. Um, you know, raising kids forces you to deal with all your own shortcomings, things you weren't taught, tools you weren't given, coping mechanisms you were never shown growing up. And now you have to figure that out and teach it to somebody else. That's, that's a big a, burden. That's, that's an incredible challenge and a huge burden, but it's an awesome responsibility that I think all the men in the community are are rising to and are trying to. And even in this case, I think this person is trying to rise to that challenge without being able to see the steps in front of them. And that's that's really admirable. There you go, man. Uh, For me, the the last message, I mean, I don't talk about this much on this podcast, but I am a veteran. Uh, We lose 22 veterans a minute, I think. Maybe it's a day. I forget what the specific stat is to mental health issues. Um, It's something that hits home. I don't know if this person is a veteran or not, but for everybody out there who is struggling with anxiety, depression, you know, this kind of hard stuff, seek help, call your local helplines, like call the police department. If you get to the point where you think there's no way out, I promise you there is a way out. Reach out to me. I'm available. If you're in our discord, uh, Talk to somebody because there there is always a path forward, and I I don't want any kid to ever grow up without having their dad in their life. And I know that was a very sombering moment, but uh, don't give up. You can do this. You can make it through. And to Andrew's point, um, you know there is uh, that path forward, and that path forward will lead to um, a routine that I've mentioned before that you will flow into with your child, with your wife, with yourself, you blocking out the right amount of time for time to yourself, whether that's through gaming or hanging out with the boys or doing whatever you got to do, your wife's going to fall into that routine as well. And it will click. It will click. Um, But especially in these early weeks that this person is going through, it is a big just moment where your whole life is turned upside down and your life isn't Mm -hmm. yours anymore. And and be, and because it's not doesn't feel like it's yours anymore in your head you may feel like that first line that i read it feels like i've thrown my life away by having a baby right because yep. it, it feels like i it's not my life anymore it is your life it's just looking very very different and it's going to take a while for you to get into that groove but you'll find that um yep. so you know if there are any other questions we can continue this conversation uh, i think it's a good conversation this is um uh it's great that we have a discord where we can get these comments and, and, um, and, and have mods like Andrew, uh, who's extremely active, as he said, mm-hmm. who's there. Um, this is, um, it's awesome. It's awesome. This is, um, you know, we have plenty of episodes where we joke around, we talk about products, we do this and that, but then there are also ones where we're actually like really truly serve the purpose of what dad group was really created for. Uh, and that's support dads who want to be more active in their, in, in their parents' lives or in their child's lives. Verb is to do, to be active right dad verb i was the whole impetus of this whole thing and um that's what this person's trying to do they're gonna do it they're gonna do it so um that'll do it this is uh, for this week's episode of the Adverb podcast 
Uh, you can check the links in the show notes or the YouTube description. If you want to join us on the Discord that we've been talking about, you can also visit dadverb.com for courses from pregnancy up through year one of fatherhood. Uh, there's plenty of resources in there. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.